Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junkies. I'm Andrew. And I'm Joe. And today we got a special episode for you. It's our movie review of Godzilla vs. Kong. So, that being said, Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh, spoilers by the way. There's definitely going to be spoilers. But uh, it's pretty self-explanatory. I mean, Godzilla is fighting King Kong. And uh, there's some plot, not a lot. And there's a lot of cool scenes. So, Joe, what were your initial thoughts? What did you like? What did you dislike? So, I guess we could start with the intro and let me preface with... I don't know too much about Godzilla or King Kong. It's not really my forte, but something I'm interested in, especially because Godzilla does play a role in comic books. So his first issue at Marvel's pretty cool, a book that I've always wanted when I first started collecting, a book that Berger has had in the past. Yeah, I mean, there's an, a few other cool comic books, one that I'm trying to look at on eBay right now that I'm not going to talk about till I get it so y'all don't take it from me. But you know what? You, you got a good point. I got ahead of myself. Let's dive into a little bit of a brief history of these characters. So it all started with King Kong back in, I believe, 1933. He was in his first motion picture. I mean, he's obviously been adapted a few different times. I believe there was like a three-hour-long Peter Jackson movie. Then they went ahead and for the MonsterVerse uh, rebooted with the Skull Island movie. And on the other hand, we have Godzilla, my personal favorite. He started in, I believe, 1954 with the Toho movies. Um, I think he's had like well over, what, 50 of them now? Like at least 30 in like the original Toho like production like the Shala era so he's my personal favorite I mean he's a giant radioactive lizard Um, and then I mean this is like the second meeting of them they had met before back in I believe 1962 in the original uh, Kong vs. Godzilla movie which I mean is pretty goofy in its own right I mean in the era of rubber suits and dudes fighting uh, you know dressed up as monkeys and lizards I mean it was pretty badass but you know I say bring it back the CGI was good but bring it back yeah dude rubber suits all the way but yeah now we're in like the CGI era. It gives it like a bigger scale, bigger scope, but it doesn't have the same feel that it used to, at least not now that Americans are doing Godzilla movies um, rather than the traditional Japanese Godzilla movies. But that's just a little bit of a brief backstory in case you wanted to go check out those films. I would still recommend it. Like they're of a different time and they're a bit goofier, but I'd argue they're better. So yeah, with that being said too, I'm going to get into the movie. I'm going to kind of just gloss over the plot real quick because it was a thin plot. Let's start with the intro though. I was actually pretty underwhelmed by the beginning of the movie. Um, Not to say that it's a bad movie by any means, but you basically uh, introduces King Kong and there's a panel there and then there's like this five minute intro of like history of like giant size monsters fighting each other and that's kind of like the background as to why the plot is going to go down the way it is. I don't know. It was kind of weird. I felt like they just kind of brushed through why Kong and uh, Godzilla would be fighting each other in the first place, but the movie does get better the more you watch it. True, I agree with that. And yeah, I'm a little all over the place right now with because there's so much to unpack or like at least that I could unpack because I'm notably a Godzilla fan. So like there's all kinds of shit I could talk about in regards to this film. But yeah, kind of touching on what you said. So the beginning is... It's supposed to make more sense if you saw the last film in the series, uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters, which was, I would say, better than the original Godzilla movie that they started the MonsterVerse with. To be honest, you need to be kind of familiar with the MonsterVerse to kind of understand the context of some of like the human subplot and kind of why they're beefing to begin with. But ultimately, you know, it's monsters fighting, so you don't got to think too much into it. I did like that there wasn't too much. I I like that the plot didn't focus on the humans. 
I like that it was pretty short and concise. It wasn't trying to be like a four-hour Snyder Cut movie. It was just like, how do we cut to the chase and get these two monsters to fight? So they're not trying to be overly nuanced or anything it's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be a monster fight, and they delivered on that, so that was cool. Yeah, you know, I agree with you. I mean, people can take it both ways on that. So, I mean, traditionally, like, at least for Godzilla films, like, half the movie is about the scientists or the civilians that are kind of monitoring or, you know, trying to interact interact with Godzilla. So I mean the human subplot is always there and it always is like approximately half the movie, but it's never the enticing half of the movie. Like it's there, you know, just to try and tell some type of story rather than lizard punching monster, but at the end of the day people want to watch this cuz it's lizard punching monster. So I I agree with you there. Like I'm really glad that they did focus on kaiju for that term, you know, the monsters, um, because, you know, that's really what you want to see. I mean, to be fair, though, the human subplots were garbage across the board, especially on the Kong side, too. Well, I mean, the Godzilla side was almost non-existent, which is a whole nother thing that I want to beef about. So before I get into my two tangents, so the Godzilla side of things, we'll start there. Millie Bobby Brown and uh, the fat kid with the long hair and the other guy who does the podcast, they could have been cut out from the whole movie and not shit would have changed because Godzilla was given about a quarter of this movie and that pissed me off but honestly they did Godzilla right when he was there so I'm cool with that but he just didn't have enough time for it being like an equal billing movie but on the King Kong side right from the get-go they gave him like a like he was fucking Joss Whedon Avengers movie. He's walking around, he's scratching his butt. Like he's like a half person like type thing. Like I didn't know King Kong was like this emotional and thoughtful all of a sudden. And just like, I don't know why, like it's very clear that they're like skewing heavily towards like, oh, he's the favorite. Like, oh, you need to feel for Kong. But we never got that for Godzilla. We just got him being a dickhead in Florida, which I'm cool with, but it's just like, why are we obviously rooting for King Kong from the get-go and why are all the humans like helping him so much in a movie where it's Godzilla vs. Kong it's more like Godzilla versus Kong and the damn humans I do think that they did focus more on King Kong in the movie and made him more like the monster to feel sympathetic for or to root for he's kind of like the heart of the story and I I guess my justification for that is because he's more human like he's probably more intelligent than Godzilla because Godzilla is just a straight up monster whereas like you know there's some human element to King Kong even though not previously like touched on in the past so I do understand that but but how about like they try to paint like a rosy picture for King Kong but like Godzilla he comes up out the water and he comes and he fucking wreaks havoc on the apex facility in Pensacola blows a hole through the shits and then he dips and then everyone forgets that in Godzilla King of the Monsters he literally saved the fucking world and all of a sudden three years later he comes out of the ocean he attacks one facility and they're like what an evil bastard I can't believe it and they turn their back on Godzilla and Millie Bobby Brown's the only one who's like hey Godzilla's a pretty cool dude did you guys just like all just forget that he saved the world from Rodan and King Ghidorah and everybody of fucking three years ago like the whole world was on fire and Godzilla killed everything for you and now all of a sudden he attacks one company and we're like oh god damn it so that kind of pissed me off but I mean I guess how else are you gonna put the plot forward I mean that's just one incident of the plot being weak but to touch on that I felt it was a little confusing especially if you haven't watched the movies beforehand that Godzilla's just up and like wrecking shit 
first thing in the movie. So like I've always known Godzilla to either be like true neutral or more of a good guy than anything. And here he is fucking up a whole city. And I, there's reason behind it. I, I was talking to Berger before we recorded just to, you know, make sure I wasn't like too far off. But, you know, as like a as the audience, it's just like, why is Godzilla now fucking up buildings? Yeah, well, I mean, through most of his history, he has kind of been seen as, like, somewhat of a protector. Um, In the beginning, like, when he was first uh, originally started, like, back in the early 50s, mid-50s, it was kind of more of, like, a talk about how, uh, you know, nuclear weapons were kind of, like you know, not to be used. Obviously, they're very destructive. And I mean, Godzilla's original origin is that he was like the product of Americans testing nuclear weapons. And all of a sudden, this giant radioactive lizard comes up on the shores of Tokyo and smashes through that shit. Back then, Godzilla was just chaotic, evil, big lizard hates buildings. And, you know, there's a beauty to that. And, you know, even like I watched it the night before I watched this, uh, I finally got around to it. I watched Shin Godzilla from like 2016, I think. Um, Um, So that was kind of serving as like a reboot of sorts from Toho for Godzilla. It kind of brought him back to, you know, square one where, holy shit, what is that? It's a big lizard. What do we do? And it just roasts all of Tokyo. And, you know, it was a good movie in its own right. You know, I wanted to watch like an original Japanese movie compared to the American one because the last few I'd been watching were the American ones. And that's far from the take that I'm used to because I grew up more or less watching the old ones like you know Godzilla vs. Mothra and stuff like that like that's a personal favorite where it's goofy but you know it's a different take nowadays like he kind of grew into more of a protector him Mothra sometimes is an ally same with Rodan sometimes for some reason but generally you know he's like the monster but he's always gonna fight a worse monster like namely Ghidorah the three-headed dragon who's a real bastard but you know it's like I guess what were they gonna do this time around they had to like i mean he pretty much killed half of his enemies in the last movie so of course they make him fight the giant monkey but that in itself let me just get into that like the whole concept of this movie as a longtime godzilla fan just like irks me especially because sure in skull island you could say oh he's like baby king kong like he's not that big yet whenever has king kong been nearly the size of godzilla two why does he have a fucking axe (laughs) like he should be like punching and doing like whatever the hell else like apes do like biting him or something but no he has an axe with a like a godzilla back fin like on it it's like okay bro you just found that in the middle of hollow earth which by the way why the hell is hollow earth a thing why why is the lizard people like okay (laughs) now there's like this backstory where he came from hollow earth and that his people fought godzilla's ancestors and like they've had an eternal beef and there's an axe just sitting in like a throne room who built the fucking throne room like the king kong Like, I don't understand half of that, but I just like that Godzilla came in, he's in Hong Kong, and he uses atomic breath to bore a hole into Hollow Earth, even though these people had to go to Antarctica and follow, like, King Kong, like, a half hour through Hollow Earth to get to this one little throne room, and Godzilla just bores a hole through the Earth, fucks up his whole throne room as soon as he gets there, and he's feeling all happy. He's like, oh, I got my throne, I got my axe, and Godzilla just comes in and just, like, wipes his shoes on his couch and says, fuck your place. (laughs) Fuck your couch. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I'm, I'm glad that happened because, like, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm biased, but I was rooting for Godzilla the entire time and I didn't see enough Godzilla. So every time I did see Godzilla, I was like, yeah, fuck him up, dude. Fuck him up. And, you know, that's pretty much what he did the entire time. 
Yeah, so to your point, there is this like history behind their rivalry. It's nothing I was really familiar with in the past, and it's just like the very first encounter between Kong and Godzilla is actually an awesome fight. They're in the water, and so Godzilla obviously has the advantage and just totally fucks King Kong up. Yeah. So that part was sweet to watch, but it's just kind of like why are they beefing in the first place. And I guess Godzilla is like a like an alpha male, and Hell he yeah, sees dude. some beta and you just got to pick on him, right? Yeah. Um, but outside of that, I felt like they could have did a better job leading up to the first fight, giving them reason to not like each other because I guess let me backtrack so the humans capture King Kong and they got him on a boat and they're trying to send him off to a place where they can figure out how to find more monsters like King Kong and so in mid-transportation Godzilla's floating in the water and sees that big monkey and he's just like oh dude he's he's (laughs) like it's now or never and he tips the boat and starts uh and starts messing with King Kong and the fight's awesome but I just didn't understand I guess why they were fighting in the first place yeah I I guess in this context it's kind of, it is kind of just like an alpha off because Godzilla is king of the monsters so pretty much in the last movie he fought every damn monster that popped up there were a bunch of like no name ones there's one that looked like a mammoth there's some stupid ass ones and then like there's the cool ones like Rodan and Ghidorah so yeah it really is just a matter of Godzilla having high tea so <laughs> so yeah I mean it pretty much is just that it's just kind of like an on-site thing and that's pretty much all they say as much as like as the reasoning and yeah, but also how about the reason too? Like how come like we can sedate Kong and put him on a boat and Godzilla's bigger than that boat and also like isn't subduable by humans, but we're trying to say that Kong's going to like beat up a giant lizard. But yeah, the fight scenes were great. When they did come up, I really liked, you know, they had to give Kong like a punch or two to Godzilla, but Godzilla just shook that shit off and he was drowning his ass. And this is where I go back to, it's all about human intervention. Mano y mano, monkey versus lizard. Monkey is not ever getting the upper hand on the lizard. Monkey needs human help. Later in Hong Kong, monkey needs an axe. And it's just like, he can't just beat him like man to man dude he needs a weapon or he needs his whole squad dude (laughs) it's like godzilla is just out there like bare knuckle boxing and king kong's like got his whole squad waiting behind him it's like what the fuck's up with that well to your point i mean they did kind of overcompensate for king kong as far as size goes i get that he's got the thumbs and probably a little more intelligent both emotionally and just strategically i think godzilla is more emotionally intelligent (laughs) (laughs) no dude he has no emotions and the second fight he like stomps his chest and like almost quits him breathing yeah but godzilla also had like a smirk on his face for the first time i've ever seen that was cool dude he had like a shit-eating grin when he was beating up that fucking monkey in hong kong he said fuck this guy so we get a little glimpse of him fighting on the water and obviously uh, godzilla has the advantage so he wins that one but they get reunited for a second fight and uh it's on land so you know you would think it's a little more even godzilla just keeps going ham yeah the whole time so apparently like you know chalk it first round godzilla obviously like kong has to play dead so do the humans and you know godzilla just says fucking him out round two technically they tried to give that to king kong but like the whole entirety of that battle they were just trading blows there was no clear upper hand there by kong until like he hit him and knocked him down he tried to give him like an alpha look but like godzilla got up five minutes later after they like rang the bell on round two and that's when he goes and he stomps on him he cuts his chest up stomps on his chest and digs his like feet into him and he just stares him down and just alphas the fuck out of him it's like i don't want to hear any shit about king 
King Kong winning anything. King Kong never had the upper hand for more than a minute at a time, and he literally could have died if Godzilla chose to use his atomic breath on him. Godzilla was benevolent God. He says, fuck it, you can live. Just know that you're a pussy and I'm sweet. And... And King, he did say that. He, he said Whoa. it, bro. <laughs> and King Kong just takes it, dude. And he lays there and his heart starts slowing down. All the humans start crying, oh no, we gotta save him. And they get their stupid little ship as a defibrillator to bring him back to life. What about that as a W? Nothing. So you can go shove that opinion up your butt, dude, and go sleep on it. But, uh, <laughs> and, and don't even get, get at me about the Mechagodzilla fight, who I love that Mechagodzilla got incorporated because Mechagodzilla rules. But just because Godzilla needed assistance fighting Mechagodzilla does not mean that King Kong wins in any way. He was literally dying on the floor while Godzilla was getting worked by Mechagodzilla, who was made to destroy Godzilla and also wasn't controlled by, like, that company it was controlled by like the neural network of Ghidorah who fucking hates Godzilla so obviously he knows a thing or two so no just because he got his stupid fucking axe again and started helping out our boy does not mean he got a debut in any way it means he got the assist and at the end Godzilla gave him a nod saying truce I won't kill your ass because you helped me and Kong knows that and he looks at him too and he says fine I'm okay being the beta And guess what? They move his ass to Hollow Earth. He doesn't get to just stay above ground. He don't get to go back to Skull Island. He don't get to do shit above Earth. He has to go into the weird joint in the middle of the Earth because Godzilla runs shit up top. So how are you going to tell me he caught that W, dude? He had to move away, dude. They put him in, like, witness protection program because Godzilla says, fuck out of here, dude. It's on site. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to hear a debate about it. I see it on Twitter. I know there's people talking about it in person. So, like, they can't hide on the internet between behind their shitty opinion. So if you think Kong won, something wrong with you. We watch different movies. Why <laughs> is giraffe pussy, dude? Because <laughs> you're telling me that King Kong would have been the the final villain by himself there's no way he needed godzilla there with him even at a weakened point to do any damage no fucking shot dude how about the point that he wouldn't have made it to the final fight if godzilla wasn't merciful and he didn't have the dumbass humans to defibrillate him with a stupid vehicle i would say the second half of the movie was filled with more action so i felt that the more you watched the better it got even though it still wasn't a great movie for me i like that it didn't try to pretend to be anything other than what it exactly was so i like that they delivered that way and the cgi was really good as far as uh, what i was expecting so obviously bring back the costumes but this is the next best thing so i liked that and that they didn't try to focus on the humans they basically used it as padding because it would be hard to make a full two hour long movie of them just fighting even though i would probably prefer that you know it just made more sense to do it the way that they did so as the movie kept on i thought it got better especially with the fighting yeah and before we get into the rankings i'm just going to kind of wrap up my total thoughts cinematography good not like stellar or nothing but like for a cgi blockbuster monster movie good especially the fight in hong kong like how all the buildings were lit up and shit like that i thought that was kind of cool especially with godzilla you know flowing with the atomic energy and shit that was a cool little like scene there the designs were good i mean 
thick ass Godzilla is cool with me. King Kong looked like good King Kong. Mecha Godzilla isn't traditional Mecha Godzilla, but I don't think they're going with the campy Japanese version. So it was a pass. It was fine for me. Like I said, plot thin, but it's a monster fight movie, so it doesn't have to be anything great. So I mean, if you're familiar at all with the characters or you just kind of want like two hours of kind of fun, but nothing that you're really going to think about afterwards, it's a good watch. I'd recommend it. As far as the American monster movies go with the monsterverse that they're trying to set up i'd say they're kind of on an upward trajectory if you like the japanese movies but like obviously i don't think they're touching in comparison and quality even against like the more recent toho movies i would still watch any japanese godzilla movie over an american one but uh i think that they're at least treating the character Godzilla with respect. I'm not really the biggest Kong guy. I'll be straight up. Like, I respect Kong. I think he's had a huge cultural impact. It's great. But he's not Godzilla. But other than that, you got any final thoughts before we start giving ratings? Last thing I have to say is I agree that they uh, did a good job of honoring the characters themselves as far as King Kong and Godzilla goes. I don't think any fans of any of these two characters were disappointed in the adaptation. I think the director of this movie did a good job in honoring most of their origins but putting his own twist to it and then even though i've been team lizard the whole time i think it is a cool duality especially because even though king kong doesn't really have anything to do with comic books he has a lot to do with cinema i mean even from the most like iconic thing of him hanging off the tower holding the woman he's just a part of american culture and cinema and then to feature him versus godzilla i just thought was a pretty cool thing to review especially because we're a comic book review podcast and i know this is a little off brand for us but i thought it would be something fun for us to review and share with you guys that being said i'm ready for rating so what would you rate it okay so for me uh you know our scales kind of differ. If I want to rate this against movies in general, or if I want to give it against the MonsterVerse or Godzilla movies, it's kind of hard to say. I think I'm going to just try and split the difference and give it a 6 out of 10. I'd say it's a little high in some areas, a little low in others. I think that as far as being a general movie goes, it's decent, not great. I'm a Godzilla guy, so I mean, I'll watch any Godzilla film. I mean, I kind of went through the last couple and I didn't think those were that great either but I'll take any Godzilla content I can get to be real so I probably like it a little more in that regard and then you know rating it against Japanese movies obviously it's not going to be seven eight or nine or nothing like that um I would still go back to like the classics from the 60s and 70s those are much better and then yeah I feel like six is kind of fair at least in my eyes just because it's not condemning it but it's not saying like yeah you should go watch it necessarily it's kind of like if you're not already a fan there's really no incentive to watch it other than you're bored and you know you're kind of interested because it's on it's streaming right now for free pretty much but how about you joe i think it's a six out of ten as well i was debating between that and a five but it's the second half of the movie is pretty entertaining and because it's pretty true to the characters for the most part i would have to give it a six out of ten so we align pretty well there they did half-ass the uh the answer to the movie in a sense they did a batman versus superman thing where at the final end of the movie they come together to fight a greater villain so there's no true winner or loser between king kong and godzilla because they have to fight that villain at the very end but uh we all know that the lizard won lizard gang so uh solid six out of ten by cbj entertaining not thought-provoking if that's what you're into i say go for it absolutely and you know what that's gonna probably wrap 
wrap this episode for us. I think we've said our piece. We got almost a half hour there for you of straight lizard versus monkey talk. So with that said, we're going to get back to the status quo here next time around. We're going to be going back to our episode we keep telling you about where that we recorded with Juan. So be sure to keep an eye out for that. Us interviewing Juan and, you know, how he got into be a collector, his general thoughts on the hobby, all that good stuff coming at you next time. Back to comic books. So... Also, make sure to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, wherever you find us on podcasts. Give us a like, a review, tell a friend, do whatever you want to do. Spread the word. We'd appreciate it. Do it for whatever podcast you like. They'd appreciate it too, but more importantly, do it for us. So, you know, find us on Instagram at CBJPod. You should know that. Give us a like there, comment. Hell, slide in our DMs. Hit us up. We'd love to talk to you. Give us a question. Give us a topic. Anything you'd like us to review, we'd like to keep that in mind because, you know, we're here because of you guys and for you guys so you know check us out on youtube comic book junkies there if you don't like to find us on traditional podcast networks we are uploaded and current through there as well anything past that we appreciate you guys and uh have a good one take care guys